Howdy friends, this is Casey with the Kentucky Trauma Therapist, and I just wanted to follow up on the last episode I did. I think this makes this officially episode 11. Wow, it only took me, what, two and a half years to finally get to the double digits. Um, Life's hard, y'all, but <laughs> there's just, if it is not one thing, it is a fucking nother around here. Man, it's it's been a wild journey, but I am happy to be here. It is uh, Good Friday, uh, Friday the 7th of 2023 at the time of this recording. Wow. Okay. So I wanted to follow up on last time because I felt like I kind of left it as a cliff there. Like, okay, no is acceptable. Is totally okay to say no, but I didn't really give any follow up on what makes saying no easier. And how to continue to use no within itself as a boundary. So, I want to talk for a moment here about how a boundary is not a boundary without a consequence. I will never forget the young lady who taught me that. It was a therapist that I did intensive outpatient work in the substance abuse community down in Nashville with. And uh, her name's Lauren. Uh, Hi, Lauren. I don't think you listen to this, but just in the off chance that you ever do. Uh, So Lauren, my coworker therapist, we would do group therapy together in this intensive outpatient program. And I'll never forget her saying, and it was almost like it, it was this sly way of saying it to get it to sink in for folks, like a boundary is not a boundary without a consequence. And I don't know about y'all, but the first time I heard Lauren say that, I was like, holy shit, I know this is incredibly profound, but I don't quite know what all those words mean together in this type of sentence. And uh, when she broke it down, you know, if I ask you, I could ask you till the cows come home, please don't leave your dirty socks on the floor. Please um, pay your bill on time. Please don't um, get the dogs riled up right before bedtime because whatever reason, we're all trying to sleep. So Lauren would make this point, you know, we can ask these people to do these things. The pure part of asking is, is, you know, it's giving them an option. Hey, can you please do blank? I make this request, okay, how can I throw in a consequence? I like to think of, too, like, there can also just be natural consequences. You know, if I get pissed off and I decide to punch a brick wall, a natural consequence may be, well, by choosing to use physical exertion for my body into this brick wall with my right hand and my right knuckles, the consequence of that behavior may end up being, I I hurt my knuckles. Shit, I might even break them. So now that boundary of, hey, don't punch inanimate objects whenever you're angry, otherwise something bad might happen. Well, the natural consequence is maybe something bad did happen. I, I really hurt myself. Boundaries that I work with my clients on pretty often can include how people talk to them, how people treat them, stuff like that. 
the holidays is an interesting time because I'll see folks do this thing where there's a lot of contemplation. I don't want to go back home, but I want to see great grandma Joneses because she might not make it next year. But also every time I go and visit her, she has to make a remark about my body type or what am I eating? What am I not eating enough of? Um, you know, or something of that sort. You, you know, a lot of body related stuff. I hear that pretty often. And so it's okay to set a boundary and just simply say, hey, listen, you know, if you start to bring that stuff up at Thanksgiving table about how you want to make a comment about what my body looks like or what I'm putting in it, even though it's none of your fucking business, great grandma Joneses, um, you don't have to say that exact part, but, uh, you know, if you do happen to bring that up at Thanksgiving, I'll have to leave. Or I may have to point out and address in front of everyone that I very specifically asked you to not say that. You know, that might be uncomfortable for you. But this is my boundary. And maybe you don't want to be that uh, assertive. Sure. And I'm a big jokester when it comes to boundaries as well. Um, I don't joke in a way to mean that they're not serious boundaries, but I definitely will joke in a way to try and loosen up the pressure. And I, I, I say that a lot too, because we're in a very interesting period of time, I think for Kentuckians, uh, in my age group, I'm a millennial. I was born in the ninth, I was born in 1990 and, um, you know, what smart TVs and smartphones have came out within my generation. And we also kind of grew up with the internet, but we were also my community and my household. We were too poor to really understand how computers worked. And by the time we did get a computer, you know, all of our peers had <laughs> been fairly well established with them. And so appears like a, maybe outside of the borders of my rural area of Kentucky, um, so I, I say that all to say, uh, I think there has been a revolution thanks to TikTok or to Facebook or social media apps. It's one of the positive things that has came out of those social media platforms is we talk a lot about mental health now, which is cool. That's awesome. But there's still lots of people in our family life or even day-to-day -day life who aren't social media or they're lacking social media etiquette or they don't have those platforms and so these new cool resources a lot of us and the younger generations are experiencing not necessarily everyone in our life is getting to experience so kind of keeping that there in mind and so i kind of make jokes in around the boundaries not that my boundary is a joke just to kind of offset it uh, I've got a friend of mine who recently was talking about um, this newish generation is pretty cool to work with. And he works with a lot of them because they're always checking in on each other. Like, hey, bruh, have you done self-care lately? Um, hey, homie, have you uh, drink enough water today? I just want to check in on you. 
And they were joking about it. It's like, wow, they like seem to genuinely give a shit about one of each other and not trying to throw each other down. It's like, it's really cool to see. But, um, sorry, point of the story there was how do we maybe make it not so assertive? Like if we're afraid someone in our life isn't used to accepting boundaries like that just yet. Or isn't used to someone saying, hey, great grandma Jonesy, I'm about to set a boundary with you. Or, hey, hey, great grandparent um, Abe, you know, whatever. I, I'm blanking on great grandparent. Well, I keep almost saying O.C., which is my great grandmother's name, but that's not a very popular name. And I think it's actually O.C. is a brand of kitchenware equipment that also came out in the 60s um so tangents upon tangents this evening all right so it may look something like all right gregor mother jonesies you know i cannot turn down your green bean casserole you know there's nothing more in this world that would hurt my heart to turn it down and have to leave thanksgiving however i'm going ahead and letting you know i get real uncomfortable when you start talking about my body or what I'm putting in it. I don't think it's uh, any of your business what I'm putting in my body. You know what I'm saying? I don't tell anybody about that stash of Girl Scout cookies I know you order each year and then hide in the bottom of the deep freezer so nobody can get to them. I know you do that. I don't tell it to nobody. So listen, you know, don't be bringing that stuff up because if you do, I might not be able to stick around for dinner celebrations. I don't have to do that. So that's like my attempt of how I talk to a family member, you know, and a lot of people are still learning how to use that assertive voice. And that goes back to a lot of this stuff we talk about in general. My people who have histories of trauma can tend to be terrified of telling someone no or terrified of setting a boundary because what if this person abandons me? The reality is if they're going to abandon you over setting a boundary, maybe they're not in the best place in their life to be able to have this friendship, which isn't on you. Or maybe y'all's, y'all's personalities are not going to match up on the topic. And that's also not a bad thing. Um, or if they just literally don't respect you as a person and therefore would have never respected your boundaries in the first place or ever eventually, well, cool. They just saw their way out the door. Now I know it's a lot harder than that, like to, to put it that way, but uh, you're allowed to have these boundaries. And yes, no is setting a boundary. And also setting that boundary doesn't mean anything without that consequence. So maybe this next week looking into, um, which of course, oh, on the record, I am a therapist and probably not your therapist. Um, and I just want to really thoroughly express here that this is not to replace medical advice, but, uh, give this a try y'all try out boundaries, not a boundary without a consequence. And if you have trouble thinking about it, like, oh, well, I, if I set this boundary, they might abandon me. Yeah, yeah. Or you might end up abandoning them because they walked all over you for so long because you failed to give them the guidebook, some some rules to go by on how to treat and love you. Now, I know that doesn't apply when we're being abused. Totally different conversation for that. But 
um, you deserve to have love and you deserve to not be abandoned and you deserve to feel safe in your relationships, which P.S. that's going to include having boundaries. So, uh, if you're having a hard time, if you raise dogs, uh, I've got a dog named Mr. Huckleberry. He is a whole bunch of dog breeds that God and the universe did not intend to exist. He's part cattle dog. He is part, uh, part cattle dog, part beagle and part Rhodesian Ridgeback. So he, uh, he likes to hunt. He likes to herd and he likes to kill. That's his, that's his modality. That's his personality. Um, and if Huckleberry didn't have boundaries in this household, it would be insanity. There's no better word for it. Huck needs boundaries. If Huck wouldn't have a consequence for doing things here and there, then I would just be giving Huck a request, which is kind of ignorant. So, for example... Uh, one of the coolest things I ever taught Huck when he was growing up was this dog protocol. It's called touch. And I keep a dog treat in between my two closed fingers, like my index and my middle finger. And I keep those closed. Um, and the idea is Huck has to come up and touch my hand with his nose in order to get that treat. He doesn't get the treat if he doesn't touch my hand. So we may be, and the cool thing is, is he's the first in dog I've ever been able to keep off leash when we go somewhere. He's got such amazing recall because we've had boundaries. If Huck wants a treat, and I mean, we'd be making some really good homemade treats up in here. Like I'm talking about, we bust out the bacon pans and, and broth, bone broth, and we make some good homemade treats. I know they're good because they smell terrible and he loves them. Likes to roll in the ground uh, if it was on the ground for a little bit afterwards. Just to continue to smell like the treat. He loves these treats. So, if we're out across a field and he's about to chase after a deer, you know, <laughs> or something like a squirrel across the road. Uh, if I say, hey, Huck, touch. Okay, I've had that boundary with him so many times. You don't get this treat unless you follow the command. That Huck is able to have some freedoms that my other dogs don't get to have. Because I reinforce that boundary over and over and over again. He might come up and whine or do whatever. He's like, no, give me the treat while I'm over here. No, man. The more I reinforce that, the more it improved mine and Huck's relationship. And now we get to do so many cool things. He gets to live this really cool life that a part Rhodesian Ridgeback, part Beagle, part Cattle Dog deserves to get to live. And I love that. Um, but cheers to you. Cheers to this good week. Uh, happy Holy Week for folks who practice that religion and happy Good Friday. Um, and for people who don't celebrate that religion, um, just happy Friday in general. So take good care y'all and we'll talk to y'all soon. Much love.